0: What is this, the 20th anniversary? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. uh, That's what I thought, but I'm getting old and I don't remember all these things.
1: Derek, I'm surprised you're not exhausted from all the podcasts you've been guest-stirring on lately.
0: Uh, In addition to (laughs) working and standing in line to get stupid shots. I'm tired. All right. With your powers combined, we are FanHoles. Go!
1: Go man. Man. Oh. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our impressive bodies. Wow. <laughs> yeah, of all the things I missed about this show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me.
0: Oh boy, of the sheer episode. I <laughs> you know?
1: ah, yes,
2: Derek. Lover of lobster women, defender of Starfire's fidelity.
1: I just wanna know who is the consultant.
2: <laughs> no, I have no heart. <laughs> Nobody can relate
0: to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to
1: be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like, go crazy?
0: How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful.
2: Like ten times sexier, good job. No one gets us, because we don't explain it. Hey
0: guys! Welcome back to another dark, mirrorific episode of fanholes podcast hey what's up guys this is Derek Derek WC I'm going to be your captain tonight and with me tonight are two count' them, two of my fellow fanholes who will try to backstab and take over the captain's chair at any moment in this podcast Say what's up guys
2: I poisoned your drink it's me Mike
1: this is Justin and I'm not gonna wash my hands cause I'm evil
2: cause I'm evil. Yeah,
0: so we wanted to get together and we wanted to discuss some Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, I think Justin was the person who first suggested this. And it is, in fact, the 20th anniversary of the beginning of the Star Trek Enterprise series. And we, we, we kind of wanted to, you know, celebrate and discuss this. And, of course, uh, you know, maybe this is some, some basic bitch shit. But, I mean, for a lot of people... The two-part episode, In a Mirror Darkly, is probably one of the best Enterprise episodes. And arguably, I, I think a lot of people would list it as one of their favorite Star Trek episodes, period. So it seemed like a really good go-to to sort of base the framework of this episode around those episodes. So that's primarily what we're here to do tonight. But I think I think there's going to be a lot of kind of you know off-the-wall conversation and kind of Uh, reminiscing about, you know, how we got into Star Trek Enterprise, what our history was with it. And maybe, you know, of course with me, there might be some related tangents about girls because, you know, there's always a girl. But other than that, like, we're we're here to talk about Star Trek Enterprise and we're here to talk about In a Mirror Darkly Parts 1 and Part 2. Justin, did you want to, like, explain sort of how this originally was conceived and, and how it kind of transmuted into into other things?
1: Sure. You know, twenty years, man, it's it's been a long road. Getting okay, I'm not gonna finish that joke. It's Getting late. from there to here <laughs> no. no, I hate that thing. I'm sorry. That's the only thing I don't like about Enterprise is so. that I'm, I'm, uh-huh. dude
0: i know i know that was like see this is where we need to start in tangent and everything like i know i know that's like super controversial like i don't know maybe it's just i've heard it enough times it doesn't matter but when i was thinking about you know that we were going to record this today and i was going out walking the dog under the breath of my 15 masks that i'm Required to wear out here. I'm sitting there singing the theme song. So like, I mean, I don't know. For me, like, it's like I I get it. I people are like, why isn't this orchestral? Like, this is evil or whatever. But I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, you're the one who's evil. But um, you know, and and I guess you you know what? My other thought that I had while I was singing the theme song to myself was, I I honestly don't know how many episodes of Enterprise Mike has watched, and for all I know, this is the only episodes of enterprise that mike has watched and if that's the case he's seeing the mirror universe introduction which does not have that name yeah. song so yeah. uh, just out of curiosity is this the only enterprise episode you've ever seen mike
2: no i've, I've seen a handful okay. of enterprise okay. episodes i know enough about it to you know get the mirror you know characters and why they're different and how they're different
0: so you've, you've, you've touched the sky, right? Like you, no one's holding you back, you know? Yeah. Well, no, you no, it's funny. Like, heart, you know, like,
2: yes. Okay. What, what's funny is like, I, I had even, I had even seen this mirror image, like opening because like, I feel like it's, it's almost infamous or whatever. Like people were like, oh, they, they did a new opening just for the mirror verse like episode. So I've seen that. But I was just laughing because I, I I was thinking it would be funny if um they did the like strength of the heart opening, but they had all like the mirror verse guys like in it or whatever. and you know, it could have like the doctor like torturing someone in the booth and then like smiles <laughs> at the camera. like
0: you know what if they, they should have wrote like new lyrics? It should have been like, you know it's been a short time murdering a pillaging, you know, like they could just do a whole
2: you know. Evil version, like Archer, like backhanding some guy on the bridge. Then it's like you know, Captain Archer. Like
0: my time is finally here. I will poison anyone who gets in my way. I will fuck them up. You know, like something like that, right? Like it'd be cool. Anyway, so you know, Enterprise. It's been it's been twenty years, and 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 there's been this theme song, and the theme song, of course, is. Is ridiculously controversial and 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 gets people to uh, yell and scream at each other and fight over whether it's a legitimate Star Trek theme song or not.
1: I I'll, I will say I love the visuals I love the imagery but I can't stand the song. But anyway, like the the uh, the origin or the the genesis of this episode, like this started out. Yes, I'm glad you got that. But this episode started out as something different because fourth season here, and they needed a ratings shot in the arm. And so they thought, why don't we bring in Shatner for an episode or maybe a two-parter? So that that was like the big rumor. It, it felt like it felt like this was up in the air for a long time. Like Shatner was going to come on the Enterprise. And I, I remember being excited. And I was like, oh, wow, I can't, you know, that's going to be great. And then it got changed to like, no, no, it's not. He's not going to be playing Kirk. He's gonna be playing the mirror universe Kirk. And I was like, oh my God, that's great! Like that's you know, it's a classic episode. I love that episode. It'll be great seeing. It'll be great seeing Shatner, no matter what. But for him to come back, and be mirror mirror universe Kirk, like that'll be great. And then things fell apart. I I'm not sure exactly who's at fault. I'm 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 gonna say Shatner because I I imagine he wanted more money than they wanted to give him, considering. You know, they were the TV show and they had already cut like four episodes from their from their series to like, you know, keep keep the show on the air like they were cutting like two episodes, you know, to to save money on their budget. So Shatner was out. But then it kind of changed into like, well, you know, we don't have Shatner, but we can just we could just do a mirror universe episode in Enterprise. And I remember reading about that and I was like, OK, so, you know, I'm disappointed Shatner's not coming back, but. To see, like, these characters in the mirror universe, like, that'll be a lot of fun. And I remember being really excited, and I was really looking forward to this, and, you know, sat down and watched it, and it's great. Like, I, you know, I am one of those people, like, I think these are the two best episodes of the Enterprise, and I think these are two of the best episodes of all Star Trek. They're just, they're so much fun. There are, you know, little Easter eggs and nods and references to all, you know, several episodes from the original series and it's just it's just a lot of fun seeing these enterprise characters especially like hoshi and travis because as the series progressed like sometimes they didn't really have a whole lot to do yeah you know like i i always liked hoshi and she was really like kind of an oddball and quirky in the first season you know she had all these like hang-ups like she was uncomfortable in space and she had like confidence issues and then once she once she got past that she was just kind of like their translator and she didn't get to do a whole lot
0: I, i always bring this up but that reminds me of that motherfucker from sanctuary who lost the superpowers after the first episode the only difference is like some of these characters at least those quirks and everything like kind of stuck with them for a few you know like a season or something but i i know what you're saying it's like once once they had their little arc and they got their sea legs then then people were like dur like what do we do now you know or whatever or or dur we gotta come up with something new you know and and so then you you have that kind of i don't know lack of attention you know because the the plot revolves around you know you know bacula you know and shran you know punching people or you know you know whatever the the main thing was or whatever i don't know you you dropped some stuff so i feel like i need to respond to it like the 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 kirk thing is interesting because i don't know i don't know that i knew about that like i don't know that i was like I was nose deep in you know Star Trek news at the time. It because I, I I think maybe that goes to my history with the show or whatever, and and maybe I'll talk about that a little bit later. But just in terms of the Kirk thing, like it's it's weird because I was I was thinking about that, and it's like you you made me have a memory flash of something I did hear about. But it, it's interesting because I I know the genesis you know the genesis of of this original you know, Mirrorverse episode, you know, I, I read the thing where they say, oh yeah, you know, they were in talks with Shatner and maybe he was going to be in it and stuff like that. And so that makes you think, well, one, as, as an original series fan, it's like, well, is that like Kirk in the Tholian web suit going to show up? And I'm like, well, he can't be like, you know, 40 years old or whatever, but then, you know, like, like, so that doesn't make sense. But then if he's the Mirror Kirk, it's like, Okay, so he's the mirror Kirk. So then that eliminates continuity issues. But then why would he? Is it the is it the mirror Defiant that was originally gonna get abduct- I don't know. I, I'm I'm confused about that. Like maybe it was just a mirror. Maybe maybe there was no alternate. Like uh uh other like mirror breach from our dimension. Maybe it was just the Defiant from the mirror universe in the future, and somewhere along the way. A similar thing happened in the terran empire where kirk temporarily got you know phased into space and then he comes back and maybe he's fucking you know uh you know eating pancakes and i don't know whatever the, the continuity glitch is like maybe they figure out some way to make that work or whatever or maybe maybe this is his version of the nexus and he comes back in time to hang out with mirror archer or what i don't know well like whatever they decide to end up writing right but instead they they negate that y- you know what but what that that when you said that what that triggered in me was like re- remember how uh at the end like Riker was the chef mm-hmm. and i was like i wasn't that at was some yeah wasn't at some yeah. point i remember there was a rumor like at some point like shatner was gonna be the sage wise mm-hmm. fucking chef that was gonna spout out indispensable advice and like what's funny is like i could sort of see that like because it doesn't affect continuity it's not really captain kirk and also shatner would demand too much money just to come on and be the chef and be like well, I think you should chop cucumbers like this. And it's like, that'll be $5 billion, please. You know, like, and, and and I could see why things like that would fall apart, right? But I could also see why he'd be like, well, I'm famous. I'm going to boost your ratings. So, you know, fucking pay up or whatever, you know? So I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, and, and of course, this is all supposition and speculation. Like, we, we have no inside information about that. But I do remember hearing rumors like that where it's like, oh, Shatner was going to be the Pillsbury Doughboy chef at the end of, you know, uh you know enterprise or, or what have you like then he was in talks to to show up and that kind of thing and i guess i don't i mean i you know see I it's funny because this 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 premiered 2001 what it, it was in the fall of 2001 mm-hmm. okay see I'm, I'm trying to remember these things because because i i have like This, I guess, is not so far back where I'm like a little kid and I don't have adult memories about it. Like, this is like, I I have adult memories about this. And what I remember was, I remember there was a genuine sense of excitement that there was going to be a new Star Trek show on. For me, it was especially exciting because there was a young lady I was courting at the time, and maybe she didn't even realize it, but I was, and... She expressed interest in the show because she was one of those, like, you know, I watched The Next Generation, and The Next Generation was pretty cool. And that was, you know what I mean? Like, you know how we said that the that there was that period where Generations had come out, the movie, and and Star Trek The Next Generation was its zenith, and it was in Time Magazine, and all these people watched it. And, and I probably told the story about, another girl that I hung out with in, you know, grade school or whatever, and she read Star Trek The Next Generation comics, and I tried to bring that up as an example of, you know, look, it's it, it goes outside of that kind of, I guess, you know, uh, boy, male, nerd, demographic, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that, that there's something else there that it it expanded its audience, you know, with The Next Generation and everything, like people other than you know, I guess, quote-unquote, Trekkies, Trekkors, like, you know, watched, you know, and and anticipated that Next Generation show. And it seemed like somehow the way they marketed this show as like a jumping-on point, and it's a new show, and you it, it's a prequel, so you don't have to know anything, you know, type thing. Like, I, for some reason, I think, you know, for whatever, you know, was, was you know, beloved about... Deep Space Nine and Voyager and whatever was, you know, despised about Deep Space Nine and Voyager, you know, what have you, like whatever your thoughts are on those spinoff sequel shows to Star Trek The Next Generation, whether they appeal to you or they, they have you have no interest for those shows because of the interest of people that I consider not normally into things. I have to tell this story because it'll make sense when you hear it. It's, it's somebody who I, I had a lot of strong feelings for, but they, 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 they would not, you know, it's, it's, it's like Rob Kelly, you know, going to see Superman four with his mom and his mom going, you like this shit. Like what? Like, you know, like that kind of thing. And it's like, it's like, so you're with, you're with these, these women that mean a great deal to you. Right. And so I have to explain this story because. So we're, we're all in this kind of acting click and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, so a lot of times we would know people who were members of the Screen Actors Guild and we would get all these, you know, um, you know, it's like, you know, these days, I think they're watermarked. So if people start sharing them, it gets, you know, le- leads back to somebody who leaked it or whatever. But, you know, in the old days, what they used to do is they would they would give VHS tapes or DVDs or whatever. And it'd be like, hey, these are the, you know, five movies up for the Academy Award or whatever. So then if you knew somebody, and we all knew somebody who knew somebody or knew somebody, right, you could borrow something and be like, oh, cool, we don't have to go to the movies to watch this stuff. Like, we could all watch it at home or something like that. And I think, I don't know, I could be wrong. I might be conflating some things. But it, like what I remember was I, I went over to her apartment and we watched Catch Me If You Can. And that's because she was big into Leo. And this was, I, I probably told Justin the, some of this story before, or some of these related stories. This was the girl I went and saw Gangs of New York with, right? Because I was trying to remember things. And I was like, oh yeah, Leo, and this is all the same year, and all this other stuff. That would make sense to me. So I start remembering and piecing together these things. And so I go over, and we watch the movie, and there's this this great scene because in, in Catch Me If You Can, Leo is a con man, and he's doing all his con man stuff, and he's always, you know, pulling the wool over people's eyes. And this is long before uh, certain pop culture uh, penetration, what have you. And so he, he, he comes up, and he says to the girl, oh, yeah, my name's Barry Allen. And, and, and then he talks about, oh, you know, you know, Uh, you know that 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 basically he uses that so he doesn't have to tell her her real name and that's part of his con and everything and the minute he says he's barry allen like i start laughing and and it's not like a nerd laugh because you know you have to be you know like i said you're with you're with the the mom that's like you know you like this shit so 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 it was more like a knowing kind of like oh like you know like 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 i get the joke and i know what's going on and she had no idea right because they don't know who the flashes, like they don't know who Barry Allen is. Right. And she turns to me like all wide eyed. It's like, what, what, like, what do you know? Like, how do you know that? Like, what do you know? And and then I, 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 I gave like the briefest of cliff notes. I go, well, you know, it's like a secret identity. It'd be like saying, you know, that your name was Clark Kent. And she's like, Oh, okay. Okay. And like, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you, you know that and all that other stuff. So this, this was the type of person where I was like, She's excited about this Star Trek show. so I, I I'm pretty sure like you know we made arrangements to to try and watch the pilot or something like that or whatever and I don't remember if that ever happened or not like like but I knew she was excited about it and I and I think what part of what my I guess I, I have these phases with Star Trek shows like most times it's like I love the original series. I watch Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm kind of like, what the fuck is this shit? There's a Klingon on the what? And the, there's a bald guy and what? And he's the what? And, and I don't get it. And then maybe like by the fourth season, everything kind of gets into gear. I hear that it's really good. I watch those really good episodes and then I go, oh shit, okay. And I go back and pick up wherever I left off in the first season, catch up, and then finish the show. And it was the same thing with Deep Space Nine. I watched the pilot, and I'm just like, wait, what? Like, w- Bajorans and wormholes and what? And Ferengi and, uh, uh. and... I was like, all right, I'll try a little bit more, but I, I couldn't I couldn't hang with it. And, you know, to be honest, the first couple of seasons of Deep Space Nine are kind of a snooze fest, right? It doesn't pick up to the Dominion War, and then by the time you get to, like, the fourth season, and the worse there, everything's, like, firing on all cylinders. And, of course, same story. I watch from season four every single week and I go back and catch up on the other stuff to fill myself in and I I, want to say like the same thing with Voyager I watch Voyager I'm like what the fuck is this shit and then you know seven to nine shows up same thing Star Trek Enterprise didn't have enough time to do that with me like it for some reason it didn't have the same bulletproof cannot be canceled mantra you know i guess it wasn't the flagship show of open of upn like voyager was it wasn't you know uh uh writing like it basically when the next generation was on it was running synchronous with deep space 9 so even if you didn't care too much for those early seasons of deep space 9 the popularity of the next generation gave it some kind of umbrella so that that couldn't be canceled so it could find its sea legs, you know, and, and so on and so on, right? But since it had been so long, since Voyager, since it had been a show, like, there there was no other, I don't know, franchise comparisons or, or, or existing properties that could also prop this up, right? And so it does the first season, and I don't think, like, she watched past, like, the second or third episode. And and for me, like, I kind of probably watched a few more episodes, but kind of was like... Uh, you know, same thing. You know, I don't get this. It doesn't really fit. You know, doing the I'm doing a little of the Gene Hendricks thing. You know, like this continuity is all messed up. Like it's it's bad. Like the first contact continuity and this all doesn't make sense. And why are they? Why do they have aft torpedoes and you know all this kind of fucking nerd bullshit, right? And so I stop watching the show. And then you start hearing things about, oh man, this is getting better and all this other stuff. And I got to be honest. I don't think I watched this fucking show again until the fourth season because I started hearing about all the nods, all the original series stuff, you know. So it was like, oh, Orion Slave Girls was in an episode. Like I gotta watch this. Like oh, you know, they 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 talked about you know Khan and shit. Like there were there were you know you know augment people. Like I gotta watch this. And so I started checking out the fourth season and went, this is fucking great. And, and I watched all that, and of course that runs directly into the episode we're trying to focus on, which is A Mirror Darkly, and that, you know, of course, I thought was fucking awesome and everything, and then because of that, you know, like my same story with everything, I started going back and watching, you know, all the seasons and everything, I caught up to the, the episodes I missed in season one, I watched season two, season three I thought was ahead of its time. You know, it was it was a novella, it, it it was not episodic, it was like 24, before 24 was 24 type thing, you know, like, where it told a complete story in, you know, whatever it was, 22, 26 episodes and everything, and I thought that was actually really, really good, and, and, and then, you know, I, I think I probably was missing a few episodes in the fourth season, but like I said, I caught, you know, the tail end of it, and of course, by the time I'm thinking... It's firing on all thrusters. This show is going to kick ass now. I'm going to watch it every week. Sorry, bro. Season four is canceled. It's canceled. The war is canceled. On The war on Star Trek canceled. We can all go home. And so then you were like, oh, fuck. It finally got good, and they canceled it. And so that's, uh, you know, th- those are my, you know, random ass stories, but also my, my history with the show, you know? And so I, I, I have a lot of love for, uh, especially the fourth season. Like, I, I, I think it's funny. I've always been of the opinion, I guess, you know, tying more into the history of it, you know, I, I, I like I said, I really like the third season and I think all the, 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 the fan nods in the fourth season, you know, to the original series really make that season for me. Um, I know my dad loves this show. Like he watches it all the time and I think he likes all of it. Like I, I just think he likes the idea of aviation and you know the the, the, the the notion of you know he's probably a guy who likes the song, you know, at the beginning and the, the notion that, you know, that that they're they're space travelers and they're expanding their horizons and they're, you know, you know, reaching to new goals and new horizons and all that kind of other stuff, right? And so I don't think he had any you know, like, I, I think he likes, you know, all those shows. You know, me, I'm sitting there cavetching uh, about, well, they can't find the Borg! They can't meet a Ferengi! Like, that was the kind of stuff that originally, you know, turned me off to some of the early episodes. It's like they, they ran out of ideas, so they, they, they go to the Borg. And I'm like, how can you find a Borg, like, you know, uh, you know centuries before you're supposed to actually have first contact with the board you know like stuff like that like drove me up the wall but it seemed like in these you know season four episodes they they went out of their way to sort of massage those things and and at least have them make a modicum of sense i mean i'm sure there's somebody out there you know i'm sure there could be a mr plinkett review of of uh enterprise season four and he'll point out like you know all this flim flammery that went on. If if he ever did something like that, right? And you'd be like, yeah, I guess he's right. Like this doesn't make sense. But as far as me at this point in time, I'm probably ignorant of all that because I had such a good time, you know, watching those shows and those episodes. What what about you, Mike? Do you have like I I I don't imagine you have a similar history to Justin and myself. But you said you've seen you know more than this episode, right? And that you're familiar with the. The property. So, like, w- did was there any sense of excitement when that premiered? Like, do you remember when this premiered? Did you watch it later? Like, how did you sort of come to it?
2: No, I, I have vague memories of this show. Like, I wasn't too big of a Star Trek fan anymore, I guess, when it came on. And I think I remember friends saying like, oh, no, we don't, you know, they probably saw the theme song and they were like, ah, we're not going to like this. And they told, you know, I, I remember hearing that the the first season just wasn't like that good in their eyes. So I probably ignored it. It was on syndication a lot. So that's why I, you know, if it was on, I'd keep it on in the background. And, you know, I I probably seen about, you know, 10 episodes that I, you know, can remember and like I said, once the I actually sought out and watched the series finale because I had heard it was like infamously like disappointing. But I was like, oh, Riker's in it. Like, how could it? How could it be disappointing then? And then I watched it, and then I was like, oh yeah, I kind of see why. Like, okay, I get you. But yeah, I mean, Enterprise is kind of a blind spot for me though overall
0: so I guess maybe, maybe getting into specifics then with you specifically, like if Enterprise is a blind spot, like do you, do you share the same, I guess, I don't know, passion or love that we have for a mirror darkly? Like what's your, I mean, I I wondered if this would be up your alley just because in, in its own Star Trekian way, this is that genre that you have professed love for kind of like this weird, dark, alternate future history type.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I do love whenever a show does their, you know, alternate timeline episodes, and, I mean, Star Trek, it's a tradition, so, like, you know, this, this is the uh, the Mirror Universe episode, and, like, every Star Trek show needs to have one, basically, and, yeah, like, I enjoyed it. Like, I don't, I don't know, I I don't know if I thought it was any better than other Mirror episode, Mirror, like, episode, season episodes, but... Like there, there was a lot of stuff I liked. Like I, I liked the, the slight manipulation of the footage from First Contact at the very beginning with you know Cockrum and you know First Contact with the Vulcans and whatever, and you know he just takes out a shotgun and kills the guy, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, well this is like what is um, I'm I'm slightly ignorant about this. Like the divergent point of the mirror universe is what the Roman Empire never ended or.
0: Uh I think I think the another one I think is what like Hitler wins World War Two. That's,
1: that's another one I've heard, yes. It's it's one of those things that's not quite nailed down on screen, but like some books and comics will give like different, you know Yeah,
0: explanations for, for yeah. where things kind of took a turn.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. because, like, I mean if you see, you know, if you have no idea what's a, what's going to happen in the episode and you see that scene and you're a Star Trek fan and you're like, oh, yeah, it's first contact, yeah, okay. And then, like, you know, it's a good twist, like, you know, and the I know, like, I'm, I'm sure they didn't get James Cromwell back for the just that. Like, so they, they probably, you know, got a stand-in and whatever, but, like, it was still a good, yeah, like, I, I liked that was a good, like, you know,
0: I mean if if if, if you if you've watched that scene enough times you know right it's like it's the footage from first contact and then they cut to an arm that raises a yeah. gun i mean it's like that's yeah, the, that's, that's the, uh-huh. the cut in right like i mean if you want to pull away the veil and dispel the illusion but i mean they you know that's what they had to work with and and, i mean they they did a pretty good job with what they had to work with it's like the arm comes up and then some other dude has to say the line of like you know
2: hey get everything in their ship blah,
0: you know and they all fucking run up and start killing the vulcans and everything like that
2: But yeah, and like I said earlier, like, I I had heard, like, you know, oh, you know, when when Enterprise did their Mirror Universe episode, they had their own unique opening credits. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, let me look that up on YouTube, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, like, so.
0: Yeah, and and for the most part, that's, you know, similar to some things that we uh, mentioned in terms of at least, you know, the the actual intro like deals with exploration and you know like you know the first plane you know the 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 space shuttle and all this other kind of stuff right but then this intro focuses more on you know uh weapons of mass destruction war you know the atom bomb you know tanks like like all that kind of stuff right so it 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 it, it has more of the you know, Terran empire, you know, long live the empire, you know, thump your chest, you know, that whole kind of angle to it. So, I mean, you know, it works. I think it's interesting. I mean, I I guess it's good that Steven Spielberg signed his little contract where people can't reuse his footage because, uh, he'll be happy to know none of his footage was in that, that Enterprise, a mirror darkly intro, but it sounds like a lot of like, I, I think they said like the submarine came from like, uh, u-571 and there's like a mm-hmm. bunch of you know uh, i guess paramount and universal movies that they could afford you know i'm sure some of it is you know actual you know footage you know news footage from from you know the different eras that it it took place in but some of it is is from movies and stuff like that so they they used a lot of stuff you know probably on budget to to create that and everything but yeah I mean I agree it's 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 a cool way to do the intro I mean I I I don't know I mean I, I I'm you know I guess we're kind of hoping everybody knows the the plot to this and knows what goes on in this episode but I mean very bare bones you know this this is only set in the mirror universe so there's no you know no, none of the none of the heroic characters from our main universe from the the enterprise that we've been following these last four seasons you know gets ported over to this universe this only focuses on the mirror universe so every actor has some kind of opportunity to play their their doppelganger right and and it just focuses on those characters it's mainly you know archer finds out that there's some kind of futuristic Federation starship in the tholian sector and you know basically you know everything goes all game of Thrones after that his goal is to to get that weaponry and use it to his advantage it turns out in this universe he's only the first officer and not the captain of the enterprise and then the guy that's normally the admiral is the captain Forrest you know usually Forrest is the guy he's sending communiques to and, and talking to you know in the opening episodes and all that kind of stuff right and that guy's an admiral but in this he's a captain and you know hoshi is the the captain's woman so she's with Forrest and she used to be with archer and she used to be with anybody that could get her up the ladder and that whole kind of thing you know i mean you know hoshi of course is infamous you know on the uh the Star Trek tournament stuff for evil villains, you know, cause Hoshi, you know, like the Hoshi protocol. Like, so, I mean, you, you, know, you know what I was thinking of Justin? I was thinking of our, uh, you know, our man conversation, you know, and the fine as fuck and all that kind of stuff. And she's got that same, you know, they showed the mid drift and all that other stuff. And I was just kind of like, man, yeah, she's, she's fine as fuck in this episode, yeah. man. And, and, and there's all that kind of, you know, I guess, titillation or, you know, what, what have you. And, you know, so there, there's a lot of stuff in this that's just, like, fun. And I, I guess because, like you were saying, you know, Mayweather and, and Hoshi were not getting a lot to do, at least they got some fun stuff to do in this. Y- you know what I thought was interesting, though? and uh, Sorry, I don't mean to—I know you want to say something real quick, but just so I don't forget to bring this up. When I was looking up some stuff on this episode, I was kind of surprised that, basically, Trip and Flocks like, didn't— Seem to be too fond of this episode, like I guess they were on some kind of virtual con things or whatever. They did some kind of you know Zoom chats or whatever it was with people and stuff like that, and they have these quotes where you know they say it's it's absolutely this is um, this is basically mostly flocks and trip talking with uh, with with a couple other guys chiming in or whatever, but they're like it's absolutely no slight to. Bran, and, and Rick, but they had been writing Star Trek for many years. For Manny, I think there was a sense of joyousness of, oh boy, I get to write Star Trek. He was a lover and appreciator of the first series. A lot of the mirror universe, the how did the Klingons get their new faces, a lot of those love letter episodes in the third and fourth seasons came about because Manny was deeply enamored with Star Trek. And then, this is this isn't an article. I don't know if you could actually see this anywhere. Like, I don't know if because they're you know, con private chats. Like if anybody recorded them or even released them or whatever. But anyway, the the article says, however, the actors also had some disagreement on the fourth season, including those mirror universe episodes. Uh, Trainier, uh, I did not like quotes the mirror universe or brackets the mirror universe basically he's like i did not like them billingsley the fans kind of i think dug the mirror universe stories more than i did i think it was all effect and no point they said if the show had continued they would have gone back to that world and it would have been developed more but i thought it was sort of banal Trinier, i thought it was pandering uh Ke- keating which you know he- he's um Sorry, I can't remember the the security chief guy's name. What's his name again? Major Reed. Reed, right? So this is Reed. He's like, "Oh, they were good fun, John." You know, so he basically I, what I get out of that is they didn't they and 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 then Billingsley says, "I don't know. There are a few episodes I adored. There are some episodes in the 3rd and 4th season that I thought were a little too meta." So what I got out of that exchange was basically they probably didn't get as much to do as they normally did and were given the the Hoshi and um, Mayweather treatment, you know, in this episode, so maybe they didn't like it as much, you know. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me reading too much into it. But I did find it surprising because I was like, wait, they didn't like that? I'm like, what? Like this episode's awesome, you know. But you know, to me, I guess I'm the person it's pandering to, right? So I'm fine with it, right? So
2: speaking of pandering, I did enjoy that they they had to find an excuse to put Jolene Blaylock in the classic outfit like like yes. they did with you know terry farrell and deep space nine so yes. i was like yeah like okay good
0: <laughs> yeah i thought that was cool i mean the only thing that would have been cooler is if somehow and this is a continuity headache in and of itself but if somehow they managed to put jolene baylock and hoshi in the classic mirror drift with the little gold sash and all that stuff like that would have been awesome too but see that that's why i say this is this is you know pandering to me right so i of course i'm not i'm not i have no problem with that but yeah that, i mean you know essentially that's the basic plot right like like archers on, you know trying to get this this you know and the, and the, the you know the the quote-unquote twist or surprise that's not so much of a surprise is that this this ship is you know uh, n- not only from the future but it's from you know our mirror universe and then you get into you know star trek fanboy gasms you know because you find out this is the constellation class ship the defiant from the episode the tholian web so you're like oh that's where this is somehow you know however the the that ship phased out of existence you know it somehow wound up in the past in the the mirror universe which which is interesting because that that made me think like i mean it, it seems like it's a mind-numbing you know the wizard shazam like that way lies madness kind of uh exercise and futility but there, there was that part of me that's like oh i wonder what would have happened if shatner had signed on like like would like would they have tried to say that like somehow you, you know what i mean like i was like i was like well Kirk, when he comes back from that, is just like, oh, I, I had a whole universe to myself, Bones, Spock, you know? It was just a lot of nothingness. It's great to be back here with all these people. So it's like, in the episode, it seemed like he just went nowhere, right? Like, he was just, you know, every once in a while, there'd be a cut of, you know, Kirk fading in and out, you know, uh, you know, and not even being able to verbalize anything, and Uhura would just see him. But Uhura does see him in her, her mirror, You know, like, so I was like, I was like, are they going to try, you know, would they have tried to tie something into that? You know, like, that kind of went through my head, I guess. It wouldn't have made any sense, but, you know. What did you think about the, speaking of the Tholians, like, this is the first time we get to see a full Tholian. Because in that original series episode, you just see them on the view screen and you just see their, their head, basically. And in this, they kind of... Established, they're a bit crystalline and they kind of have like the spider legs and then you've got like Flocks kind of playing like a, you know, Marquis de Sade type torturing dude or whatever, you know, he he's, he's, he seems to enjoy, you know, the whole agonizer thing and all that kind of stuff.
1: I thought that was really cool. I always thought the Tholians and the Gorn who also show mm-hmm. up in these uh, episodes, I, I always thought those were two alien races that should have been used more throughout Star Trek's yeah, history, yeah. just, you know, the Tholians, they had a really interesting look, they were xenophobic, and you didn't know a whole lot about them, plus they had the whole web thing, which I, I always thought was a, an unusual weapon, but, like, you know, interesting, Yeah. so it was great to finally see one on screen, and you're like, oh, wow, it's like, on the original series, it's like, you know, a little it looks like something from, like, a coloring book or it's, like, cardboard or something. There's not much there. It's just, like, it kind of glows and it has, like, a weird voice. But in this, you see, like, wow, it's like a crystal spider thing. And then, you know, Flox tortures it to death and explodes. So that was great. And then, you know, to see a Gorn again. Like, when the, uh, like, like, the Gorn is, like, the alien slave master and he, like, hid on board the ship and he's sabotaging it. And they're, like, interrogating... You know, one of those slave guys that, that remained and they're like, you know, Archer's like, you know, tell me who he is. Where is he? And all this stuff. And the guy's like bleeding. He's just like, it's a Gorn. I was like, oh my God, are we going to see a Gorn? Like that would be great. And we do.
0: That's a cool moment because he's, he's pretty much calm and collected, even though he's, he's beating the hell out of this guy and everything, because he's trying to get information and, and he basically is like what's his name oh his name's Slay, and everything and then he's like and 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 you know he, he says oh and he's in the aft rudders because his species you know likes this temperature and all this other shit and he's like what is his species and then he says he's a gorn. he's a gorn." and even even archer for a moment like there's that moment where he he takes his hand off him, and he's got that moment of oh shit, it's a fucking gorn, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like this is gonna be you know more of a pain in the ass than I was expecting, you know, and stuff like that. Like, I I was I was super excited when I saw the gorn on these shows, you know, like I thought that was, I thought that was money. I mean, it's weird because now I'm looking at some of the stuff like the the Vulcan ship that lands in first contact, the the CG with that, and then the the some of the not so much the space battles, but you know the the some of the the cg for the tholian some of the cg for the gorn you know it's like that weird thing where you're like looking at you know old cg from from you know 20 years ago right so you're you know and it's kind of like you know it, it's funny cuz cg is cg no matter what right there's always that i don't know that funny you know i guess uh is it an idiom i don't know like like it, it's just like cg doesn't looks real but doesn't feel real and 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 other special effects like claymation don't look real but they feel real type thing i don't know it's something attributed to i think like roger ebert or some shit like that but like like there is that event horizon where it's like yeah duh you know it's cg but even beyond all that it's like that thing of like oh it's you know it's it's a certain vintage of cg and you you start to wonder like oh shit like you you know how they keep talking about you know okay they had to remaster all the the special effects in the original series to get them into 4k and hd and they had to do the same thing with the next generation and then you know in that what you leave behind you know they have a couple scenes of what it would be like if they did that with deep space 9 and some people are like yeah we want this to be done with Deep Space Nine and we want this to be done with Voyager and and whatever, right? And some stuff it's like, you know, it's it's like the Smallville conundrum. It's like some of those early seasons, yeah, the film exists and you could you could remaster the film in HD, but none of the special effects were done at that scale. Like if you did that, it would either look really shitty, it'd just be like blown-up crap, or you'd have to spend the money and redo all the special effects, you know? And so it got me thinking, like, oh, I wonder what a re... You know, I mean, you know, this is probably, again, you know, that way lies madness, but I was sitting there going, oh, I wonder if a redone Gorn would look any better or not, or if it would just be like, you know, Harrison Ford with the various degrees of Jabba over the years. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, does it does it really fix anything? Is it really better? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it is, but, you know, it's still... It's still fake as fuck, right? Like, so you're like, I don't know, you know.
1: I sat down and rewatched the entire series a month or two ago. There's some CG shots of like some of the Zindi, like the aquatics and the Mm. insectoids. Like, some of that doesn't hold up quite so well. Where it's 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 you know, you're like, okay, this is a this is a CG insect looking alien thing, and sometimes it looks pretty well, and then sometimes it just doesn't like look very good at all. It's like, okay, I know I'm looking at something. Fake and it's aged, you know, poorly.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's weird. I mean, it's easy to sort of poke holes and things, you know, from from this lens or this time frame or whatever. I mean, you know, at the time, I think at, at the very least, stuff on Star Trek was was at least more state of the art than most TV special effects. You know what I mean? Like they spent money on it; it looked good for the time. You know, it wasn't like it was fucking. You know, I don't know, you know, nightman special effects or fucking, you know, like, you know, shit on, uh, you know what is it fucking andromeda or whatever the you know like on, on on all these other fucking shows where it's like not quite i mean you know forgive me but it, it's no babylon five right like i mean it's it's like Yay. way it's like it's way well i'm just saying the cg in this is way better than that right it doesn't all no, look like true. tron light cycles and shit you know and stuff like that where it's like you know and and and, and again i love tron right but what i'm saying is Babylon five looked like nineteen eighty-two CGI and fucking nineteen ninety-five, whereas this, you know, two thousand four CGI looks like fucking you know, not as good as Jurassic Park, but like, you know, it's 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 within the ballpark, right? Like it's 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 the best they could do with the money they had at on TV at the time. And, you know, so it's just, you know, sometimes your mind wanders and you think, like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like if they if they tried to redo that, that Gorn or whatever, or if they tried to redo some of those, those, those bits or whatever. So, and, and that kind of stuff, I, you know, I don't know if, if that's pandering, like putting in cool old aliens, it's like, I I, I don't give a shit too much. I mean, you know, what's funny about that? It's like even, even trip, like, you know, the idea that he has the, you know, the pike face burns, yeah. you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, that's, he gets a little bit of that, that, uh, I don't know, pandering, a little bit of that nod, you know, that fan love or whatever. So it's like, uh, you know, they tried to do do fun stuff with all those folks, I think, you know, for the most part. I mean, the, the, the thing I see as it's like the more you continue those episodes, I, I think the, the inherent problem is the first Mirror Universe episode is a blast. And then they didn't follow up on it, and probably with good reason. And, and you see the flaws with, you know, and, 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 you know, even though I love, especially the later seasons of Deep Space Nine, the flaw in that is, you, you start with one episode, and the more people, the more episodes you do, the more backstabbing and killing off of your main cast you continue to do. So it's like, even if they had pursued this, like, I mean... You couldn't have ended it with Archer getting killed. Like at some point, somebody would have to backstab, you know, Mayweather and Hoshi, and somebody would have had to backstab, you know. And by the it's like, you know, by but you know, by you get by the time you get to a certain point, you know, who the fuck do you have left in your, you know, and your it's like Flocks in charge, like you know what I mean? Is it is it the fucking guy from Alien Nation with the the Vulcan ears? Like no, well he's already blown up. You can't use him. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like. There's there's certain stuff where you know it's like eventually after a certain point, it's like that ending. I guess I'm jumping ahead of the game, but the the whole twist where it's like oh you know uh, you know Hoshi was playing Archer and 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 poisoned him and then you know Mayweather walks in and she she kisses him and 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 a total backstabbing bitch thing, right? And fucking Archer just fucking dies, you know, like a bitch or whatever, right? But then. Hoshi comes in and is like, I'm Empress Sato, like, you know, know, basically surrender, I'm going to be the new Empress and all this other shit, right? And I think that's kind of like a money ending because you can, I guess, just imagine how awesome and boss that whole... Thing is gonna be but then it, it kind of cracked me up because i was sitting there and i was gonna ask you if you had read this or not but like there's some follow-up novel and i was just like uh-huh. looking at the synopsis of it and i'm kind of like doo, 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 doo. and just like i said i was like oh wait so she gets deposed and she, it's like, she tries to make an alliance with Shran, and then mm-hmm. her and, and Mayweather get to pose, and I'm just like, oh man, like, you know, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's, you, you know what it's like, and I always bring this up, it's like, it's like fucking watching Oz, you know, like, you, you pick your people, and you're like, dude, yeah, Archer's gonna, gonna hang in there, and like, Archer does a lot of it's interesting because it'd be easy for me especially me who's like every time we play the telltale walking dead game is like shoot him shoot him shoot that fucking asshole you know like it'd be easy for me to say you know it's like the whole you know you got to treat it like decepticon stuff right like where it's like it's a culture right and you're there and it's like you know you know basically it's like you should have disposed of me when you had the chance. Mistake number one. You know, like, that's the whole that's the whole ethos of, of this universe. And it'd be easy for me to say, oh, well, he should have killed Hoshi when she pulled the knife on him. And he, he should have killed Forrest in the fucking brig, right? It'd be easy for me to say that. But if you actually think about the way it all plays out, he covered his ass and got what he wanted all the way up to the middle of part two. And he was pretty much on top of things, even if, even if, I mean, he kind of breaks down a little bit when he starts getting jealous of his mirror universe self. And then yes. starts hearing his, it, it, that, like, that's his subconscious, like his doubt, his self-loathing, you know, kind of taking physical manifestation you know like playing with his head and everything and and i don't even know you know i I gotta be honest i don't even know if that's his undoing because i think had that archer been there like because i i i had the spider sense even when i saw this for the first time like i'm always like bro you gonna take that champagne glass? Are you serious? Like you know something's in that, bro. And he, if he had only had paranoid, like Jonathan Archer, you know, head vision, going, "Come on, bro. You don't just dump that shit out and slap her around and get her the fuck out of there, because this this ain't gonna work, right? Like, like that. That's kind of where I think he slipped up. And the reason why I say." that it'd be easy for me to say, you know, kill them right at the outset. Well, if he had, like, think of it this way. To me, I think Hoshi was playing everybody. And, you know, no matter who she was with, even if it's Mayweather, like, I don't think she had any loyalty to anybody but herself, right? Which is fine. But you know what I do think? I do think, like, Forrest, like, really loved her. Because he wouldn't have stayed behind on the ship and sacrificed himself to get her off and, and and get all those people off if he didn't really have some feelings for her. And I, I think he had more than some, right? And the way I'm I'm rationalizing it is, if, if you looked at this as a choose-your-own-adventure, as a stupid Telltale game without the <laughs> phony choices, you know, the illusion of choice, like, if Archer... Like, pre- pretend I'm playing the Telltale game, and, and Hoshi pulls the knife on me... And I'm Archer, right? And I stop her. And your choice is kill Hoshi or just throw away the knife, talk to, to Paul, to Pring, to whoever, you know, all the Vulcans on the ship, right? And and then make out with her later, right? Like, so if you don't take that second option like he does, you know, be in a better mood when I come back and, and bang you some more or whatever, right? If you don't take that option and and you say, you pulled the knife on me? You're fucking dead. You betrayed the captain. I'll get a new captain's woman. Fuck you, right? If he had done that, Forrest wouldn't have been in any pu- like it wouldn't have mattered if he had sent that like say he had he still had Hoshi send the info back or say he had somebody else send because he's killed Hoshi, right? Say he has some other person send the info back. Like what if it was uh to Paul? What if she didn't send the info back? And then he would have been screwed because he wouldn't have had the backup from the other admiral or whatever. Or, what if the information did go back but, you know what, Forrest really cares about Hoshi so he would have probably you know how he says, I should have I should kill you, but because of this you know, political nonsense with the other admirals, I'm not going to because they think your idea is a good idea. I don't think he would have had that rationale had Archer killed Hoshi then he would have been in a blood craze and would have just had Archer killed thus he doesn't get what he wants and thus your telltale game ends right so he was playing the game pretty well right because he kept them alive enough to get what he wanted but also kept himself alive but I, I think part of the unraveling is you know, it's like he doubts himself, and like I, I know this is gonna sound funny, but when she's and and some of these scenes are shot really, I think tastefully. I guess I don't know if that's that's a weird thing to say, but you know that that scene where he's he's with her and uh, you know they're they're sleeping together or whatever, and it's all done in shadows, so you only see archer's shadow and then you see her shadow and he gets up in the middle of the night and again he's he's racked with this self-doubt like there's some that he because you know you got to be on guard like 24 7 in that universe right and he's like he knows he's missing something he knows th- that things could not go according to plan he knows there's certain people that doubt him that aren't with him 100 percent right and so he gets up he has that doubt and she's trying to play him and kissing his back and all this other stuff and he has the idea right? Which, of course, is an anathema to people because it's a analogy to racism, but I'm going to call it what it is, which is speciesism, right? So, you notice all the humans on the ship are of all races and backgrounds and everything, but they're essentially the top dogs in the Terran. They're all terran right in the terran federation right so nobody in the terran federation i know this is going to blow people's minds and upset them no one in the terran federation is racist they're actually not racist at all the terran federation sorry i know it's going to hurt your minds have eliminated racism you know what they eliminated racism with speciesism so they're all specious, and they look down on flocks, and they look down on the Vulcans, and they look down on the Tellarites, and et cetera, and et cetera. So I know that's tough to hear, but that's what they did, right? And he has this idea. He's like, you know what? This doesn't feel quite right. I'm going to put all the non-Terran people on a ship. You know, the what, what was the other ship called? The, the, Admi- the Avenger. The Avenger. I'm going to put them all on the Avenger, and we're going to blow them all up. And, and see, this is, this is mistake number two. Hoshi says, what about Flocks? Y- you're going to get sick, and you're not going to have a doctor. Now, at that point, in the Telltale game, I would have been like, fuck Flocks!" and you know what? <laughs> fuck you. Now I'm sending you to the fucking Avenger, because you just questioned me in my moment of doubt, and I know you do not have my back right so to me i'm like sitting here over analyzing it but also doing the oz thing where it's like you 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 want to find a character to follow and it's like obviously archer's the the captain and the main character so for the most part you're gonna follow him but of course the minute he he drinks the the champagne and gets owned right which is you know it's a twist it's the mirror universe that's that's to be expected, I think, right? And and it makes a cool twist ending and everything like that. But you know, I think if you're for me, when I play this through in my head, I'm like, there there are certain things where if he had if he had acted too soon, if he had eliminated some of those people before they helped him get what he needed and what he wanted, it wouldn't have worked out. I think there were moments you know, it's like it—it it, it, it was delicate, but there are certain moments where, if you're playing the Telltale game, there's a moment where you take out to Paul, and there's a moment where you send Doctor Flocks and everybody to the other ship, and then you get the Dash Rendar ending where Dash Rendar lives, right? Like you get the Archer doesn't drink poison ending right and it's like you know it's like you know there could have been a cool ass scene where it was like what the fuck like maybe porthos is like don't drink that shit or something you know what i mean like like there could have been things right but i know that's not what they were going for right so they went for that other thing but i'm just saying if you're playing the telltale game you know there 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 could have been options for you to you know uh, take it in another choose your own adventure direction but this is why all that shit is like super fun you know the the, the, the fucking catfight between Tapal and, and Hoshi is, oh man, like, man, this, you know what, i just gonna say it, this show makes me fucking randy, you know, like, that's, that's all there is to it, you know, because it's like, those, those, th- 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 it's super badass, and it's super awesome, you know, like, like, in some sense, you're like, dude, you could, uh, you know, you can understand, right, like, I mean, there's points where, you know, you probably should have ghosted or, you know, put the put all put them all on the avenger and 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 had been done with them but there's some points where you understand like oh yeah this is pretty cool you know like like you know sometimes you could understand why you'd be swayed by a captain's women and and not uh you know not be thinking clearly and or seeing clearly
1: you know the there was an earlier scene where hoshi gives archer a drink and. I don't know why, but I mean that is his flaw. He became too comfortable yeah. with Toshi because yeah. when when they're in his cabin on the Defiant and they're discussing the the history of their other selves,
0: he he lets like her she, he lets her see how uncomfortable he is with that, and he lets her take control of the situation, and and that that might have been. You know in in terms of the decepticon thing, you know that might have been mistake number one,
1: right like but and and she hands him a drink yeah. and they drink so he was already that comfortable and like to me, like that's the choose your own adventure point where he like screwed up
0: well the, the, he screwed up and 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 two if if you if you want to go back and and look at it with revisionist eyes and if you're playing as Empress sato right <laughs> you you have the option poison Archer now or poison him later right yeah and at that point if if she had done it then that that wouldn't have worked out for her right like that 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 she would have not gotten ultimately what she wanted that was not the right moment to do that you know you still would have had the fight with you know uh she still would have had to contend with to paul she still would have had to contend with um What's-his-nuts from Alien Nation with the Vulcaneers, right? The, the commanding oh, yes, the, the Avenger, Vol- right? Like, and and all this stuff. So, you know, for all you know, if she had killed Archer then, maybe Phlox does disable the ship, and then they're fucking left out into space, and they're fucked, right? You know, so so it's like, th- 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 there's all that kind of stuff where, you know, th- there's opportunity to, to fail at every turn, but yeah no, I mean i I agree with you because there's there's that moment where you know you're kind of like, oh yeah, like they they've established this you know look i've 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 done this, you know, I've given you a drink before and and have not poisoned you, so thus you know you establish this this false sense of trust which you know eventually does not last but you so you did read that book though the the sequel yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did you, it's, I mean, I, you know, I just kind of read a brief synopsis and kind of turned my nose up at it. Cause you know, it's a book and also <laughs> just based on the outline of it, I was like, oh man, like, like Hoshi and, and Mayweather get screwed too. Like, oh man, you know, but what, what did you think of that follow up to, you know, just overall?
1: I kind of agree with your sentiment. I mean, the, that book is really an anthology of like three or four stories set in the mirror universe and I, that one's probably my least favorite because I like I really wanted you know Empress Hoshi in charge kicking ass taking names and you know not taking any bullshit. But she kind of like you said she gets to pose. She's on the run. She has to like form an alliance with Tran, and that's like uneasy. And I just it, it's just one of those things where it's kind of, uh, it's not on the same level, but it's kind of like when you think about the Clone Wars, and you've not seen the prequels, you realize, you're just like, man, I wonder what the Clone Wars were like. You know, you think about like, man, I wonder what like Hoshi's reign was. Like, I wonder what that was like. And you don't, yeah, you know, what you, what you end up getting is not what you imagine, and it's not that great. There is a story in that uh, anthology I really like. It takes place a little bit after the original episode, Mirror, 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 where it kind of charts the life of Spock, like Spock deposes captain kirk and he ends up like going through some of the events of the movies
0: so so that's i I didn't understand that when i was looking through the the brief write-up so that's all part of the same book it's kind of like a kevin j anderson like star wars book where it's like it goes from it does the hoshi thing and then it does a little segment about spock and then it kind of moves on
1: yeah okay and then this spock story they actually expanded it into its own novel which was really great and like spock like if you want to talk about like the captain's like woman like spock ends up with two captain's women he gets like uh, nurse chapel and women. oh as his yeah <laughs> spock and then he ends up like uh, becoming um i think decker becomes enterprise captain and he gets assassinated and then spock becomes president of like the mirror starfleet or or whatever and he's like he's setting them up for like downfall because you know like you know he takes kirk's speech to heart you know like our kirk and he's like okay the, the the empire will fall i'm gonna speed that along i'm gonna like set up all these reforms and give people like you know rights and you know we're not going to conquer people anymore and what happens like they get conquered by the klingons and the cardassians yeah and
0: that's that's interesting too this this might be a way to kind of pull it back to the episode but like they they specifically said they gave to paul that line about you know it may take centuries but you know Mm -hmm. that the terrans will pay for their arrogance type thing you know and it's like that's that's an allusion to what their ultimate fate is in in the ds9 you know mirror universe i mean basically they're 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 a non-entity you know they're now they're on the low rung of the totem pole you know just like those you know quote-unquote slaves on the the defiant or you know any of the quote-unquote you know subspecies, you know that that are on the the mirror enterprise you know the tellarites or the vulcans or you know the orions you you know what cracks me up man like sorry i'm just saying you know it's kind of like to me it's like it's like okay some dude's like i'm red skull and i'm gonna have like every race that i despise in my hydro commando cell you know and i'm just gonna like i you know sometimes i'm like i'm like that's why i was like see don't i mean this is gonna sound horrible right but i was like don't doubt yourself telltale archer like choose choice a you know like like, why to me i'm like sitting there going why was that even an option in the first place like it doesn't make a lot of sense right but i don't know
1: (laughs) your options are kill hoshi walk away make romance explosion on your stomach (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh.
0: so so mike i know i know you've been quiet but I was just going to compare the the ending of this to, like, the ending of Angel Season 5 and see what your thoughts are. But th- I think that's what me and Justin are kind of, I guess, lamenting, is that w- whatever your imagination can come up with that happens after that moment is always going to be more cool than the myriad of follow-ups that, say, Angel Season 5 had and this this novel that the the end of this episode had a follow-up too
2: yeah and it's probably best that way like it's best to just end there and then let your imagination make up cool scenarios
1: i will say like in regards to like angel series finale i mean i read those you know comics that take place after it i never would have imagined like angel becoming friends with the dragon so i thought that was kind of cool but maybe maybe some of the rest of it was you know also you know disappointing as as opposed to like it, what it, i imagined
2: well i i mean i did like after the fall but yeah no i know what you're saying though like i mean it's hard to pull that off basically yeah I, I
0: i won't uh i won't begrudge you i think angel making friends with the dragon is pretty pretty cool and i don't think i would have thought of it either especially since they were playing it like a whole you know butch and sundance thing like to, to me i guess my my surprise is i'm like fuck like for something that was supposed to be like the last stand of the Wreckers, it seems like a lot of them are left standing. You know what I mean? Like that, that was my kind of attitude about it, I think, but I don't know. But yeah, like that's, that's why I'm, I'm kind of like, to me, I'm kind of like, okay, well, if Hoshi's, you know, Empress, like, you know, it, 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 basically, I think, I think my thing was like, long live the reign of Empress Hoshi, right? Like, well, it seems like it was an awful short reign in that fucking book, right? And I was like, oh man,
1: you know? I, I guess in, um, in uh star trek discovery they i guess her reign was actually fairly long and successful because uh empress georgio she kind of like attaches herself to hoshi's reign to like you know, further support her you know to like be like okay look at me like i i'm legit like i you know i'm i'm proving lineage to hoshi even if it's not like a biological lineage Mm. Like that's what I'm doing to like establish myself. So like, you know that that short story, you know that we find you know somewhat dip- disappointing. Like is, is, it either is, didn't happen. It's non-canon, right? Yeah. It either didn't happen or it, like you know turned out okay in the end for Hoshi. Because I, I, as far as discovery is concerned, I believe she she had a long and you know successful reign. I guess. Long live Empress Hoshi. <laughs> uh, who who's um uh,
2: archers like? You know, uh, number two enforcer, the black guy. Oh, Mayweather. Mayweather. I thought it was funny when they were on the on the bridge and like Archer gave him the signal and he was like, "Activate karate kick now!" And then like he did the <laughs> kick and kicked the guy. Hey
0: man, that's that's way more than he did in four seasons. so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: so what was he the was he the Finn of Star Trek Enterprise?
1: I I think more
0: he was like the Harry Kim of Star Trek Enterprise. What do you think, Justin?
1: He didn't have much to do except just drive the ship. Like, throughout the whole, like, four seasons, he had maybe, like, what, two or three episodes of his own
0: yeah i mean they, they tried to play with the idea like he was I, I i know this is gonna sound weird but they tried to play with the idea like he was a moon kid or a moon baby or what <laughs> whatever you want to call him right like that he was a boomer he he had he had the space in his blood and and, and yeah. that kind of i mean i i get what they were going for and it, I, it's not a bad backstory but it just seemed like Again, kind of like, you know, I'm always yelling about that guy from Sanctuary. It's like, d- dude, like, your super detective skills are super badass. And then you completely forget about it for the rest of the show. You know, what like, like when, when when it would actually be useful to use those in a plot, they uh, conveniently are forgotten about or they never get mentioned ever again. And it's like, I, I don't even know what uh, being a moon baby would have helped with in the series but like it just seems like somehow that that never translated into i don't want to say he was unessential but like it didn't translate into him being a standout exemplary crew member does that make sense
2: well i mean i don't i don't have a whole lot more to say i mean i i enjoyed it I, you know, I I was glad I watched it. Like, I, I feel like these episodes are kind of, like, infamous or, you know, not infamous, but famous. Like, I knew, like, Enterprise had a Mirror Universe episode, and I'm glad I got to see it.
0: I guess, what about you, Justin? Like, is there any anything that we haven't sort of tapped into in the grander tapestry of Enterprise that you feel like
1: discussing or talking about? I don't think so. I mean, I I really like Enterprise. I think it's you know it's underrated. Maybe there are some stinkers in the first two seasons. Like there's a lot of stuff that feels like leftover scripts from Next Generation yeah. or Voyager. Yeah, yeah. And so you're watching this and you're like, I've seen this before. Or like there's one episode where it definitely feels like they just changed the name from like Seven and Nine to T'Pol because mm. it just it just feels that way yeah. and you're just like oh man but then you know later on the whole zindi stuff and then season four like that stuff that's just, that's just really yeah I, great.
0: I i agree i mean i think i think season three and 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 all the the pandering in season four is money you <laughs> know i don't know what don't trip says um i think it's money
2: there's no episode where archer like mutates into a lizard and like reproduces with another crew member as lizards right
1: well, well, there is an episode where he gets alien DNA and he's like tries to be their mother like, or something. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, well? so there is. Yeah. I don't wanna That's the bad one. I don't wanna, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't wanna I don't
0: wanna I don't wanna discourage you, but uh, sort of, yes.
1: And then then there's another episode where like Archer, Hoshi, and Reed get weird alien oh, yeah, DNA yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, trying yeah. to go underground or yeah, something. Yeah. That one's bad too. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, man. The last thing I'll say is one of my favorite quotes concerning this episode. I forget who it's from, but it's it's either from, like, a producer or maybe one of the writers of Enterprise. And he was talking about this uh, two-parter, and he was like, we put the hoe back in Hoshi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? I mean, I've never, I mean, I don't know. I mean, unless unless they come out, like, you know, 20 more years later and say they had a horrible time on the set or whatever, like... There, there was that notation about i think both hoshi and mayweather doing things you know differently from what their characters had done before right but i think that was also followed by n- nobody i don't know it sounded like they were all having good fun with it you know what i mean like that they they i mean at least that that was my take on the way that was described was like just because it was different it wasn't like anybody took offense to it or she was like you know Uh, You know, you know, I'm, a you know, if, if the words I'm a hoe were used or she's a hoe or whatever, I think I, you know, I mean, I'm sure today everybody would lose their fucking minds over it or whatever, but it sounds like that was taken in, in stride or in good, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, this is going to be fun. I get to, I get to be the captain's woman. And then by the end of it, I've snowed them all, you know, like that, that was, you know, I mean, they, they kind of played with that trope a lot in this last season too, you know, they, they kind of use the same trick with the, the Orion slave girls, right? It's like, it's like, that's how they, you know, I don't know, tried to normalize it or, or, you know, uh, you know, make it socially acceptable for the time the story was told. It's like, this is fine as long as it turns out, you know, Hoshi was, was doing this for herself and, and, and had her own agency the whole time type thing, you know? And it's like, well, if that's, you know, if that's how they wanted to play it, you know, it's like, you know, for me it worked, you know? I still, I still got my titillation and enjoyment out of it regardless, you know? And it seems like most people, you know, when you talk about, like, say, um, uh, Nana Visitor, you know? It's like, it's like, it's like those episodes with her, I mean, it seems like she relished, being able to yeah. play the intendant, right? So I to me, my my imagination of it is, or my supposition or speculation about it is, you know, you know, as much as Nana Visitor relished playing the Intendant, I imagine Hoshi relished, you know, playing, you know, Empress Sato, you know, in waiting, or however you want to refer to her as, you know, like like you, you know, people, you know, may have a good time playing cersei lannister right like like it's like you know just just because people you know are, are you know mentally ill and go i hate that woman you know or whatever like and not realize they're not like real and it's an actress you know a lot of times the the actors probably just have fun you know uh chewing the scenery and 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 doing stuff like that so i i i yeah. imagine that's that was the the thrill and enjoyment and and i i feel like that's not just supposition because I feel like that translates into the audience enjoyment of this episode. You know what I mean? Like they had fun with it. So we have fun watching it, you know, like that's, that would be my final thought and or take on this two parter.
1: Yeah. I think it's easy for, you know, duty heads or whoever modern day to like, give this a surface level look and be like, Oh, this is a, uh, this is cheesecake and they were exploited and stuff. But like the, a lot of times, the actors have fun playing these different roles. Like if you're, if you're, you know, if you're Hoshi and you're saying "Helen frequency's open," and that's mostly what you do. Like this is, like this is fun. Like it's a meaty role. She's doing something completely different. Same with Nanafer you know, her counterpart. And then even like older shows. Like I remember, I was reading this interview with Joan Bennett, which you know she was on Dark Shadows in the sixties you know, she was at one time a pretty big movie star, and they were they were kind of, like, trying to be nice and ask her about, like, you know... Basically, they were saying, like, isn't this kind of a downgrade for you to do this soap opera? And she was like... she, I forget exactly what she said, but she was like, darling, look at me. I'm in a low-cut Elizabethan dress. My boobs are pushed up. Like, I'm having a blast. Like, this is the most fun I've ever had, and they're paying me. So, like, it's not just fun for us to watch. it's It's also fun for the actors to you know to dress up and to to look sexy and to play something completely different from what they're doing you know normally yeah
0: yeah totally i mean except for for trip and flocks who are duty heads because i guess it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't fun for them for whatever reason yeah but yeah all right well i i think that kind of wraps things up here so if you enjoyed listening to our coverage of the 20th anniversary of Star Trek Enterprise and specifically a mirror darkly. You can find the backlog of Fanholes Podcast episodes over on our blog spot. It's fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. This is our proper show, which we kind of talk about whatever we feel like, but you know, a lot of the times it, it does certainly appear to be Star Trek content. So if you if you like this, you know, go check out the backlog of episodes. There's plenty of shows all about Star Trek. If you have any comments questions and or concerns if you're a a wacky tholian and you're sending this uh you know meh alert to your <laughs> to your home planet or some shit and you want to send an angry email uh go ahead and do it at fanholes at gmail.com we can be found on all kinds of social media we're on tumblr twitter instagram facebook we appreciate all the likes hearts shares and retweets that we receive we can be found on apple podcasts we're streamable we're streaming on stitcher radio google play spotify and amazon music so until the next time long live the empire this is derek derek wc
2: signing off hey, it's mike and if you are at the only end will you kindly die
1: and this is justin i'll take the dragon
0: the story is, do not accept champagne glasses from (laughs) hoes.
2: Yeah. From hoes. From
0: from uh, sexy ass hoes.
1: If the world ever goes back to normal, when we go on another trip, Derek, I'm gonna like Keep handing you bottles of like lemon lemon flavored water, and you're gonna wonder like, is this the one? Is this the one <laughs> this that's, gonna, the do one that's gonna do me in? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know,
0: I, 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 I think it'd be fairly, you know, I don't I don't mean to uh, discourage you, but I think it'd be fairly easy for me to discard uh, you handing me um, bottles of lemon water. But you know, you start paying um, some extremely attractive ladies to hand me bottles of lemon water, and I who knows I may slip up, you know. You may you may have that captain's chair after all.